Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott the Fane Knowles and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode I interview a, a listener, uh, Will Wright. I met Will Wright at uh, Asheville and um, on this episode he tells us about how he got an OCR and how he did a lot of cool races back in the day and also how he did uh, the New Jersey Ultra and the Iceland Ultra this year too. It's a really good interview. Um, some news has come out this week for New Year. Uh, they talk about the qualifications for, um, you know, West Virginia and Tahoe or, you know, North American championships and world championships. Uh, just kind of thumbing through some stuff that uh, Jacob from BroCR put out today. Uh, North American championship qualification, which is West Virginia, placed top 10 at any race. Age group elite, top 10, any race, there's no roll down. Which means that, you know, if, say, first, second, and thirds got already qualified in another race, that doesn't mean it's not going to go to 13th place. It's only the top 10, whether they've qualified or not. I know, it's kind of kind of messes up qualifications for anybody else if somebody in the top 10 is already qualified. So, anyway, they've also, Spartan also alluded, and I screenshotted this and posted it on Instagram, that... If you run a race after World Championships in 2018 and placed in the top 10, that that qualifies you for West Virginia in 2019. Uh, they have a, uh, and he, they're saying, so they're saying you qualify for that. But here's my thing is, is I'm leaving the 35 to 39 age group and going to 40 to 44. So technically, I haven't qualified for that age group. So. Me, myself, I'm not counting on an email. And in my suggestion to anyone else, I wouldn't count on that email either. I would go and run my races like I was trying to qualify. Like the email didn't exist until I got the email, of course. So they are also... so. They're also having this thing called Roll Down Week, which I don't totally understand... Uh, I think they're having two roll-down weeks, one that takes place after the last National Series race, which is Utah, July 20th, somewhere around there. So they're going to have a roll-down week that starts after age group awards and goes to that next Sunday. And this has to do with the point system to how many points. And from what I understand, there is a roll-down there, so... If somebody's got a lot of points, but they earned it in placement, it's going to roll down to the next person, and that's for age group and elite. If you're if you're not going to race four to five races in the national series race, I wouldn't rely on that to qualify. But I mean, if if you do do all those races and it's a last ditch effort, sure, why not? So okay, to qualify for world champions. 
they're going to have another roll-down week that takes place after the last age group award at West Virginia, which is the national championship race, whatever. So, same thing goes there. If the, they're awarding the top 40 placement to go to world championship at West Virginia, and that's age group, and I think, I'm not sure what elite is. Uh, I guess elite might be top 40 also. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. Like I said, there's a there's a Q&A on the Elite Facebook page and the Spartan Facebook page, and I'm sure they got it on their main page. On the main Spartan page, it says all the rules. If you go, they have a tab for Spartan Championship, and you can scroll down all the way to the bottom, and it says all the rules, and it explains everything. I'm just going over a couple of things I found reading through comments and everything. So, for, so pretty much place 10 place 10th place any race that qualifies you for West Virginia. When you get to West Virginia, uh, I know age group, you place top 40. And if by some reason you don't place top 40, they have the roll down week where I guess it's maybe points for, I don't know if that's an accumulation of the points for the national series race and West Virginia to take you to Tahoe, or maybe it's just, points for just West Virginia to take you to Tahoe. So I don't know. I would pretty much I would pretty much just rely on the top 10 and then, you know, placing 40th at at West Virginia. And it looks like there is a roll down. Well, no, there's a roll down week. So, yep. So there you go. Top 10 any race qualifies you for West Virginia and maybe for the top 10 qualifications in the later 2018 races, and then you want to place top 40 at West Virginia. I don't, I hope maybe I simplified things or answered some questions, or maybe I confused you more. I don't know. Anyway, here goes the interview with Will Wright. Will Wright, what is going on, my man? Hey, Scott. Happy New Year, brother. How are you? Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. It's time to get in shape after gaining all the weight through Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. How much do you think you put on? Oh, easily 10 pounds. Easily 10 oh, pounds. Wow, man. Yeah, man. Nice. I pour it on, man. Food baby going on there. Man, I would like, you know, at, at these meals, you know, where Thanksgiving and Christmas, I would go and get just a little bit of the casseroles and the turkeys and everything, and then I'd get like two plates of dessert because that's my forte. Uh, so, yeah. what's your, what's your go-to man? Gotta pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> See, that's where I mess up is I want to try one of each dessert. And then the second plate is, okay, I'm going back for the ones I like the most for the second plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fat kid <laughs> when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, yeah. so we'll, man, let's, let's back up, man. And, and tell me like, how did you start your, um, well, before that, like, what do you do for a living, and how old are you, and where are you from, man? Sure. Uh, so I am from Richmond, Virginia. Um, 37 years old. Um, actually, just moved to Baltimore. Uh, actually, just before Iceland. So I'm still still getting used to a new city. Right. Um, and I I work in sales. So um, I, it's a that's a new thing for me as well. I've worked in sales my whole life, uh, but I've been 
a fitness professional for a long time. Um, used to help run a small business in Richmond and uh, have trained and coached professionally for, you know, like I said, for many, many, many years. So, what, what was your uh, your training uh, specialty? Like, was it just like training in the gym, you know, or was you like did train for a certain sport or something? So uh, my background is in um, – Really, I, I, I played baseball and wrestled for years and then got into competitive bodybuilding in college. Right. Um, so that kind of sparked things off for me. So, I mean, I, I worked with uh, just a whole myriad of clients from, um, you know, 11-year-old soccer players all the way up to uh, had a fellow that I was working with uh, here in the past, you know, a couple of years who actually was 90 years old. So kind of helping, um, you know, and he was still working out three to four times a week too. So doing more like advanced orthopedic training and wow. uh, more more of a specialized focus. But you know, that's that's kind of been for me just kind of how I've, I've adapted over the years. And then, um, you know, certainly I'd, I'd love to you know do more OCR training and share uh, you know more of that passion with others. Uh, but again, finding um, you know again, I primarily work with an older demographic. Uh, for you know, for my last company, we. Um, you know, we had an entirely flexible mobile workforce, so we, we really prided ourselves on, you know, bringing um, customized fitness solutions to clients wherever they were. And it was mostly, um, you know, very, very busy executives that didn't really have the time to get to a gym or didn't um, certainly wouldn't know what to do when they got there. And, you know, just were kind of over the cookie cutter workouts and things that you might find at, at some of the big box clubs. And yeah. don't get me wrong, man, I love there's a place for that. I mean, I used to work uh, for Gold's Gym for, for many, many years when I was a real young guy and, uh, you know, was a fitness consultant and personal trainer and a club manager and did all those things. So, again, wow. there's a time and place for that. But I know, um, you know, for, like I said, most of the folks that I would meet with and work with, like, hey, look, I've kind of been there and done that. And really, I just didn't get the level of care and attention I needed. And I'm looking for someone that really, you know, is not new to this game and can kind of help me um, solve the fitness puzzle, so to speak. So, um, you know, they're mostly folks that were, you know, like I said, help it. A lot of, some of them would run large companies and have hundreds of employees and, you know, wife and three or four kids and grandkids, all that. They just, the last thing they want to think about is, well, yeah. what do I do when I work out today? Like they just, they essentially, you know, we're, we're outsourcing that whole decision-making process to, uh, to me and my team. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I loved it. It's, and I still love it. I still, uh, you know, um, you know, readily share that with ever, you know, whenever I can. And, uh, you know, just, um, just love to motivate and inspire and encourage and, you know, use all those gifts I've been given, um, in that, that area just to help wherever I can. That's cool, man. So you've pretty much been in the fitness industry pretty much your whole life or out of school, right? Yeah. So I, um, yeah, the first like four or five years was so early in my career I did. And then I, uh, I went back to graduate school. Uh, for an MBA, and then after I did that, I, I worked in a corporate role for a good, you know, you know probably another four or five years, and then uh, the last, uh, like I said, really the last probably three or four years was back in the fitness industry. So right. I'm no spring chicken, like I told you, man. I got some, I got some, I got some gray coming in in my, my goatee and my sideburns, and I don't like that. And uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm beating you, man. I'm got, I've got like gray chest hairs going on now, you know. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a gray chest hair, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, yeah. man. At first, I thought I was like, you know, somehow I got a white cat hair on me from my mom's house because she's got a bunch of white yeah. cats. But yeah. that wasn't the case. It was attached. And, man, they're all over the place now, you know. Oh, uh, no. 
Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting bad. You know, it's starting to get real because this year, you know, I'm 39, but I'm moving into the 40 category this oh, year. Oh boy, when's yeah. your birthday? July 16th. Okay, all right. Cool. But gotta... I think they said that. So whatever your age is on you know December 31st, 2019, you run that whole age group uh, so okay so you're you're in the 40 to 45 bracket the whole year yep 40 to 44 okay. that's right so okay it's gonna be a, right, it's gonna be a different game because them boys are fast man yeah 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 you're ready for it though i've seen you out there in action man you you yeah i've seen you light it up i remember seeing you in Asheville, just breezing on through and i'm like dang man go ahead so, yeah man i do remember i remember i remember us running together in uh Asheville, man there was some that second that heat on on sunday was a small heat did you run sunday too or did you just run saturday no i uh i just did saturday and i what i remembered was uh coming uh i remember the barbed wire cross specifically because you were you were you had already passed through there and uh, you were, I was going under there, and I guess I think I remember it snaking around, like going under this little bridge and up a hill or something. Yeah, and yeah. I just remember you, you yelling that, like to me as I was under there. I was like, "Hey, yeah, thanks, man." I looked yeah. up, I was like, "Oh, okay, good tip, got it." Yeah, <laughs> I think I was telling everybody to either stay to the stay to the right or the left because yep. it would make it shorter. Yep. Yeah. Good memory. Sure. Good yeah, memory. that was a good course, man. I really enjoyed it. A lot of oh, people. Oh yeah, man. Didn't like the technicality of the terrain for Asheville, but man, I like it. Give me, I'd rather have a more technical trail than, you know, a cut path, you know, I'll just like yeah. enjoy that more. It makes it more adventurous. Yeah. And that's, that's it. And it's just such a beautiful venue like that one. It's, yes. you can never, uh, every time I've never had a bad experience there. I don't care, you know, rain and all that stuff. I'm like whatever is what it is. Um, that's just, you know, part of what makes it so fun. You just kind of got to, you know, learn to roll with that and deal with the unexpected and, uh, you know, just be prepared no matter, you know, no matter what, uh, they throw at you. So, uh, yep. um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, just that, that mountain and you know, that, that area is just beautiful. I just love, love driving down there every time I go. Yeah. It's a cool area too. Asheville's cool. And even the, the little town for black mountains, even cool, man, there was a pizza place there that was the bomb. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ate there both days and ate pizza because it was so good. I can't remember that. What's the name of it? Oh man! Oh, I'm try- it I'm, was. I'm trying to remember now. It might it might have been Black Mountain Pizza. There was two pizza places that was there because the first year we went there, they had a place and it was called the Meal Pizza Place, and they actually had a challenge pizza that was oh, God. forty inches wide. They had a forty inch pizza pan there. And if two people could eat that pizza in an hour, I think you won, it was either $1,000 or $1,500. Oh, man. But hey, now. The, the pizza cost 150 too. Woo. But it was thin crust, man. I think I could have done it if I had a good partner. Yeah, man, we'll have to go back and take that one on. I'm, I'm, uh... But it's closed now. They closed that one, so. Oh. But the other pizza place, it was downtown, and it was really good. Had a really good dough, really good. They had a little outside sitting area too. I enjoyed. I think that's. I think that's where we went. I think it was. I remember it being. It might have just been like Asheville Brewing Company or something. So I was. I was there with a couple of friends who uh, introduced me to that. That was like their favorites. A husband and wife. uh, They actually met through. um, We we know each other through church, but they really, uh, you know, kind of built their relationship through that. You know, really a big part. Through Spartan racing, it's uh, Eric and, and Shannon Schellenhammer. Yeah, I know uh, I ate there, but I don't know if I don't. I'm not sure if that was the one we ate pizza at or not. 
Because I remember oh, yeah. eating at the, the brewing company you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'll say. They're, they're the ones that pointed me there. I'm like, hey, man, they, this place, it's good pizza. And after a race, we're going to celebrate with some pizza. And I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. Went, and it was, oh, my God, just out of this world. Yeah, and I think they had, like, homemade ranch, too. And I was dipping the pizza in the ranch. Oh, there you S- go. Such a bad habit, but so good. <laughs> so good yeah that was a cool race it was super muddy that second day man like it would like in the venue in the venue it was super muddy like the course was pretty much it was it was muddier but it was still pretty tame i I imagine it was trash by the end of sunday but the venue man you needed rubber boots in the venue there was no way you were keeping your feet dry otherwise yeah but it was cool. So, so you said you're in sales now. So, so what are you selling now? Are you selling cars or what are you selling, man? No, actually, I, <laughs> I, I work for um, a large Austrian company that manufactures commercial baking equipment. So oh, wow. I sell, yeah, big, big, giant, like industrial oil line. Some of this, some, some of it's a little small things that you might sell to a, a smaller, um, like mom and pop kind of bakery, but a lot of it, um, like my, my official role is director of corporate accounts, so I work with a lot of the larger corporations at the uh, you know at the executive level, and you know some of these places have twelve hundred locations you know globally. So wow, um, right on. I'm working on building relationships there at that level and selling to them all over the world. So hmm. it's a lot. That's what I was doing before we hopped on the call. I was working on some quotes and uh, getting some things together for. Uh, you know, some stuff tomorrow, but it's fun. I mean, I just, I, I love to, I love to travel. I love to meet new people and I just love to, you know, uh, help people solve problems. And that's, um, you know, that's what I've done everywhere I've ever been. And that, this is no different. Certainly it's, you know, a lot different to being in the fitness industry, but you know, again, there's, uh, you know, a lot of the places we sell to do, like I, you know, I love finding out when I got somebody that's selling like a specialized healthy snack food or doing something in the, you know, uh, like gluten-free realm or putting out, you know, some specialty pitas. And yeah. uh, we, we sell some big old tunnel ovens that make some of that wonderful pizza we're talking about. No, so That's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and so, I work with cool people, too. I've known our CEO for uh, um, since college, so you know, I've known him for about 18 years now. And oh, so that, 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 that makes it even better, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If if you've got a good group of people that you're working with, man, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, money's one thing. Uh, I would rather make less money and be happier at work than make more money and be miserable at work. Because yeah. to me, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I feel uh, about it. I wholeheartedly agree. You know, uh, money does not bring happiness. It sure does. A lot of people chase after it with that belief in mind. But, you know, time is your most valuable asset, not money. You can always make more money doing something else. And if you're not really happy with what you're doing at the end of the day and you're sacrificing all of your time, which is your most precious resource, just to, you know, scrape together whatever. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, just blessed with a role where you make tons of money or it's something where you're not making much, you know, if you're not really ultimately getting happiness and satisfaction and, and fulfillment from that. And it's, that's a pretty clear sign. It's, it's time to move on. Yep. That's right. Will, tell me how you got into OCR. How did you come to do your first OCR race and what was oh, it? Oh boy. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, so actually I started, it was a Marine Corps mud run back in 2011. 
uh, was right when I finished graduate school, and uh, I had an old buddy that knew me from Golds, um, just, and he was a he was a fellow Hokie too. So we'd been friends, um, you know, from college and from the gym and everything. And uh, he reached out and he was trying to put a team together. And uh, he and his father are both just like workout junkies and awesome guys. And uh, his father was you know ex military. Um, so anyway, they reached out trying to assemble this team for this, this thing. And, uh, I'd never, I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. It sounds cool. Something in the woods and a bunch of team based stuff like, sure. Sign me up. So we signed up, um, you know, they all live down in, uh, closer to Atlanta. Um, I think the actual race was in, I want to say it was South Carolina. So we kind of helped like we, we, you know, not training together in person, but just doing a lot of, you know, like emails and, virtual training so to speak and uh, just making sure we we're you know we were all getting ready um and his his dad I and mean, both he and his dad were just you know they're both amazing athletes and just awesome you know the same like coach and motivator mentality so it was right. just super cool being a part of that and anyway we went um you know we actually you know we did pretty well and uh, just had a blast man this had I, I just i don't know like i told you i've always you know been doing some sort of competitive sport and uh I was kind of missing that in my life at the time. I think I'd just been so focused on, you know, I was working and I was in graduate school and, uh, you know, I was helping to care for a sick parent. So I, I didn't really have like a, an outlet for that competitive burden. And um, you know, so being introduced there was like, Oh my God, yeah, amazing. <laughs> and then, then they started talking to me there like, Hey, you know, uh, wish I could tell you my first was a Spartan race, but actually before I even heard of Spartan race, um, I, uh, they mentioned Tough Butter while we were there. So I got home instantly and started Googling all the, all the events all over. And I found, I did them all for like a while. I found a Tough Butter. I found a Rugged Maniac. I found a Warrior that just, I couldn't get enough of them. So I started, you know, doing mostly local stuff that was close right. to Richmond. Um, and, uh, that's a good area to be at. Oh, yeah, dude. There's just so much close by. You can easily get to the Carolinas or mm-hmm. DC or, you know, Northeast. And, uh, there's just so many races nearby. So, uh, you know, from that mud run, went off to, you know, a, a, we did a big tough mudder with a team. And then while I was there, uh, it was kind of like after I finished there, one of, uh, one of my old friends that uh, was a co-worker at Gold. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, you think you think tough mudder is, is a big deal? I'm like, why don't, have you heard of Spartan Race? And I'm like, huh. Yeah, no, tell me, tell me more about this. And this is back in the day when they were still doing the, you know, the, the gladiators and, uh, and all that. And he was, he had, yeah. he'd been doing them, I think, since he started in 2000. 12 or 13 uh and 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 he was also he was a a, you know an ex-high school wrestler and all that so he knew that part about me he's like dude this is like this is next level stuff like they got you know the telling me about the medals and the leaderboard and just how competitive it was and that's that's always been like super appealing to me like i love team sports i mean like don't get me wrong i mean baseball was fun but the, the one thing i loved about you know um wrestling more than anything is is yeah that's you got a team but if you go out on the mat and you have some guy that's literally like hand your butt to you, um, right. that's, that's on, that's on you. It's not yeah. on your coach. It's not on the third baseman. It's not on the pitcher. It's like, Whoa, I didn't train hard enough. Like I didn't have my nutrition dialed in. I, I didn't just got have served. My supplement, whatever. <laughs> I just, I just got smoked. I got some work to do. So, um, so yeah, I did not carry that over into OCR, man. Like that same, that same mentality and, you know, doing the team races, it was kind of cool. Like I had fun. Like if you want a team building thing, sure. There's plenty of those, but you know, Spartan really the fact that it's more individualized and, um, more geared towards, you know, those just highly competitive athletes that want to take it to the next level. Like that's what 
really drew me in. So uh, my first Spartan was, uh, it was probably 2014, I think the DC Spartan Sprint. Um, super fun race. I've done that one like, I think four or five times now, but uh, Isn't that uh, one out like there. a motocross place or something like that? Yeah, so it's called the DC Spartan Sprint. It's actually at the um, Maryland, I think it's the, uh, is it the Maryland, I was going to say Maryland International Raceway, but that's not, I think it's just called the Maryland Raceway. It's in like yeah. Mechanicsville, Maryland. Uh, but a short, flat, like super fun course. And uh, I remember it being like really, really, really muddy that year. I'm thankful they don't do that anymore. But that one, they had like <laughs> pumped in like extra water to make it extra muddy. So I just remember it being like, it was like as thick as peanut butter in one spot. And I remember like going through that. And the only reason it comes up now is because uh, I still remember I was wearing, um, I didn't know all the stuff I know now about like gear. I was just like, whatever, threw on a pair of gym shorts and t-shirt and, you know, lost the shirt, of course. Uh, you know, then the shorts I was wearing actually was like one of my favorite pairs of like Under Armour gym shorts. And the mud was so, so freaking thick. It, I guess I came up out of this mud pit it sucked my shorts right off. So I ran like the last, like the last probably four miles of the race and just like a, you know, basically just like skivvies, like a little like skimpy compression <laughs> shorts. And, yeah. uh, but I flew dude. And I, I didn't, this is before it's like, it's, it's, it's gotten so much more competitive now, oh, but yeah. you know, then I just remember finishing and I was like, I remember being in like the top, uh, I don't know. I was, it was a, like, I would say it was, top hundred of maybe about 5,000 people. And I was like, Hey, okay. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I felt feel pretty good about that. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but that was, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was pretty awesome. So I went from there and I kind of, that, that inflated my ego a bit too much. Cause my next race was, um, the wintergreen Spartan super. And the team I went with, uh, had already done that before. And I, I remember riding in with them and it was this cold, like, uh, or not, it was it was kind of cool, but it was like foggy and rainy, and just you know, one of these days of like, oh boy, this is gonna be, this is gonna be fun. Uh-huh. But uh, I remember we were driving from it. We stayed in some little like, just crappy like Roach Motel the night before, and we're driving over <laughs> there. And uh, I remember seeing uh, the other folks that I was with, and they are they had all packed like sandwiches and you know trail mix and all this stuff. And I'm looking at them like, what is wrong with you people? Like this is a race. Like I am. Like I'm going to win this thing. Like I'm not, and you know, what, what are you carrying all this food? Like this is this is y'all are dumb basically. And uh, they were laughing because I mean, like I, my buddy Eric, he he'd already done it before. It was kind of like, hey, they think of this one more like a competitive obstacle hike, and you will probably, you know, you'll probably do a lot better. But anyway, I did that whole race um, with zero nutrition, zero hydration. I had, I remember he actually he tossed me like a little half pack of those little like sport jelly beans before like yeah here you go and i was like okay so i did the race with that and the water stations and i can't remember if they had uh you know any of those little shot blocks or anything out on the course but i just remember that thing was hellacious um that uh like i told you every race before that i'd say i was just you know having a blast and everything's fun all smiles but i remember crawling up the barbed wire hill there and that you know beautiful spartan death march up this uh side of um that's black diamond ski slopes or mm-hmm. you know whatever they are that's it's a it's a that's a pretty you know it's a beautiful place to go ski but yeah. um it was, it was, was an my, awesome course i hate that they lost that venue. yeah oh i know man i'd love to go back Me now too. just knowing knowing what i know because you know we, i didn't do so well that day like i went from like you know feeling like hey i could probably i could probably hang up here and i was like yeah i think <laughs> uh 
pull up my athletes now. I was like number seven hundred forty-eight out of about seven thousand. Yeah, uh, those, that doesn't, those, that doesn't feel those so good. steep hills humble you very quickly. Yeah, I, dude, I never trained like that. Like I told you, I lived in I lived in downtown Richmond. It's a flat place, and <laughs> uh, hadn't really discovered all the trails around the James River to go and run. And those are fun, but we still we don't have any elevation. There's like. Um, you know, one really cool spot called uh, Libby Hill Park that's got, uh, you know, we, in Richmond, we'd always, we call those our, our rocky stairs, you know, that uh, we pretend like, um, you know, it's like Philly and we charge up the stairs and do all that. But it's, it's a cool place to go train and do, um, um, you know, just get ready for, you know, uh, like stadium races or get ready just to take on more elevation. But uh, I was, I had clearly not done any of that before that race. I was like all like short, flat courses and fun runs here and there and uh so yeah that was definitely a humbling experience oh, i bet i know i was humbled pretty fast when i went to killington this past year oh did you yeah mm, i got that on the list for this year man yes yeah, i'm going back um i haven't you do you, haven't, you're going beast or ultra uh I'm, i've got talked into doing the ultra again but yes know. i love so, it i tell you I, I was like you know thinking okay maybe i can you know do really good at this race, you know, and I run elite just to get the extra, you know, 30 minutes start, you know, just yeah. be out front, you know, for the first lap. And I, I was pushing really hard. And when I, we got to mile eight, I think it was right there on that ultra loop. And we just went up this hill that was, I don't know how the trees were growing on it. It was so steep. And I, I immediately was like, all right, I'm fixing to back off a little bit and finish this race <laughs> yeah. because it, it I, I just couldn't believe how steep we were going through this forest that was just, I mean, you were on all fours and it was just, it wasn't cut at all. I mean, all you were doing was following hunting flags and it, it was humbling to me. And, uh, I was thinking, man, I'm going to have to do this again. So I, yeah, I, kind of backed off a little bit and it was that was a long day (laughs) but i mean and it was super hard and towards the end of the race i was like i'm never coming here again to do an ultra i might do a beast but i'm not going to do an ultra and it's it's one of those like it was kind of like love hate and it took a couple of days before i was like yeah i might would do that again you know yeah 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 yeah. i think there's a Uh, recording of me saying no i'll never do this ultra here again (laughs) that's always the way it is until you get home yeah it's i mean you just start hurt i mean i was hurting pretty bad from you know just my hip flexors from those steep declines man they were killing me they were killing me yeah and all the carries were pretty tough, too. It, but, man, that's a it fun is. race. It's beautiful up there. That's by far probably one of the prettiest races I've ever done. Yeah. Man, I was just uh, – I was, I recorded the, the uh, Spartan coverage on ESPN this past Sunday. And I was man, actually – uh, that, that just rekindled all the, the, all the fire in me, man. I was like – I was kind of, you know, just chilling, enjoying the holidays and not really quite – you know, um, thinking about which, anyway, that shifted my focus entirely. I was like, oh my God, like watching the, um, they, they had, I think, coverage of the um, U.S. Mountain Championship Series and then yeah. showing coverage of Tahoe. So I literally just watched Killington and Tahoe. I'm like, oh my God, all right. Yeah, I got to go. I've been, uh, and just for whatever reason, um, I mean, I've looked at doing Killington before and uh, just, you know, stuff with work or whatever. And I'll, I've always had a conflict with that weekend. So, 
um, I've looked this year, and uh, right now it looks pretty good. So Yeah, um, that's got to be probably one of the coolest races on the East Coast. You know, I can't speak yeah. for the West, but, man, that that's an that's just an awesome race, man. It's so fun. I mean, well, I think I'm, I would. You, you, you just have I should, this, should, should, I, should I just dip my toe in and do the beast, or just come on and jump on in with you and do the ultra? Hey, man, if, if you if you've done you've done ultras, so I yep. mean, you know what yep. it takes. So, yep. I mean, uh, yeah. go I all out, I, man. If, I, if I'm in, I, I, I don't do I don't do anything half-assed, man. It's it's either all or nothing. So, well, see, you've done ultras already, so here's what's going to happen. If you go there and you do the beast, you're going to be like. And you see everybody else doing the ultra, you're gonna be like, "Man, I should have done the ultra." Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, know. I mean, because the year, because the first year I went to Jersey, I did the ultra, and then the next year I went there, I did Beast. I just did Beast back to back, and there was mm. still just a little part of me that was like, "Man, I wish I could have done. Wish I would have done the ultra too, because it was easier that year too." Yeah, man, yeah. that's a that's a tough course. Uh, that um, Killington is. is an awesome course to be on all day long. Yeah. Out of all the ultras I've done, that has been, you know, as far as the terrain changing and just what you see and what you're doing, that is a fun course. If you're going to pick any ultra to be on all day long, that's a good one. Okay. All right. Because it, it's a pretty race. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Hawaii's probably better than that but i've never been i can't i've never been to that one so i can't speak for that one <laughs> i haven't either that's, that's, that's an expensive plane ticket just for a race uh, i can drive to killington so i think i'll i'll stay there we'll keep hawaii on the bucket list yeah me too <laughs> but yeah i would totally do that so how many ultras have you done uh actually just two so um did new jersey and i've done iceland so kind of went from uh, from like I said, Jersey was that was a tough course, but that was like I I still I loved it. I was more yeah. Jersey just, was fun this past year. I did that one too. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was um, it was it was yeah. I mean, I I had fun. I just for me personally, like everything that can go wrong as an athlete did go wrong, and I've never had that happen in a race. Like I was just like oh man like the first lap like literally like just ate it somewhere and uh, within the first couple of miles and just busted my leg wide open oh, and no. was having all these gi issues and getting sick and i've never you know i just i didn't know what was going on like my body was just not happy so i uh um actually i did my second lap like way faster than the first lap because uh oh, wow. I just, I, like I said, I had a lot of um, just, I still don't know what it was. And, you know, the course the course is challenging enough. And I know it was still a little wet from the, the rain and stuff the night before. So I was uh, just doing burpees like a champ, slipping off of everything. And, uh, um, like I said, just, just didn't, um, you know, just didn't fare so well. Just with, uh, you know, like I said, hurting myself early on and having some some stomach issues. But uh, no uh, once, I got, once I got through that, it was fine, man. Like, I, I remember literally being there on the side. Um, side of the trail just after just you know really just puking my guts up and some some Ooh. kind soul stopped i still remember i just looked up at him it was like oh you know he had pedialyte um and uh one of the other like just like super little sidebar really cool things about spartan i just love that it's a sport for people all over the world and you never know who you're going to meet at these races oh, and yeah. like this guy because this fellow like he was 
he didn't speak English, uh, but he could see that there was an injured, you know, there was somebody down and he wanted to help. And, um, you know, he, like, I, I don't, I still don't know exactly where he's from, but I just looked up, he understood. And I said, you know, God bless you. And, uh, took a big old swig and, you know, kind of stood up and smiled and gave him a thumbs up and then just kept on trucking. And, uh, you know, um, I got to the transition area. Like it was like, then I was like, okay, I'm all right. I just, I needed to get there and kind of get my, uh, get my head back on straight and kind of bandage myself up and lick my wounds for a second. And, uh, you know, like I said, I knew I was having stomach issues. So I just, I stopped eating stuff or stopped trying to take any, uh, any gels or anything. And, um, I literally, I did like the whole second lap after I stopped and had, I had like a, you know, whatever, peanut butter sandwich and a right. RX bar, or maybe some jerky or something. And, uh, kind of made sure I was feeling okay. And then, uh, went on back out and, um, you know, I was, I, I had, uh, I had these little things, uh, I think they're called, I can't remember the name of the company, but they're just like, they're salt stick chews. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know which ones you're yeah. talking about. I've seen yeah, 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 yeah. I think they say fast something. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but, uh. Those things, man, they're, it's just a little, little tiny bit of, it's enough, uh, sodium and potassium and like a little tiny bit of sugar. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just enough that just, just to keep you going. And like, they keep me from cramping. They, you know, help, uh, um, you know, just, and so just you know, keeping your electrolytes where they should be. So for me, just drinking plenty of water and eating those things, uh, all throughout the second lap, like I was fine. Um, so were you carrying and, water or were you just relying on the water station? Uh, there, I just relied on the water stations. I wow. typically, I, I don't like carrying water. Uh, I don't I either, but, I, but yeah, I, and like I said, most I of the time, did, the only but, time I carry water, I'm usually doing an ultra. Yeah. But, man, that's, that's pretty impressive. Your first ultra, you didn't carry water. That's pretty impressive, dude. Impressive or stupid, I don't know what you call it. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you finished, so it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did nothing but go up from there. Like I said, that just... And I would spark that new part. I was like, oh, my God, this was so awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I just kept training like that for the rest of the year. And then uh, getting to end the year in Iceland was just surreal, man. That is uh, Oh, I can just, imagine. It was crazy. Yeah, I heard, uh, heard your interview with Zach. And uh, you, you guys did a great job rehashing that. So I'm not going to go too much into it, man. It's just, it's it's epic. Like, if you get a chance to go, if they stay in Iceland next year, bro, you've got to go, man. It is <laughs> uh, just the most... You know, craziest, coolest, most exhilarating, most terrifying thing like I think I've ever done. It is I don't just... know, man. Shit sounds cold to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, surprisingly, it's like once you, I mean, if you bring all the mandatory gear and you've layered up and everything, um, you know, it's really. I mean, if you got if you got the proper gear, it's not that bad. Right. Like, well, the Spartanburg um, Ultra started off being thirty degrees, but I mean that oh wasn't boy. nothing like what y'all were doing. Yeah, the, the, uh, I want to say it was probably, there was only one time in the whole 24 hours where I remember actually being like, oh damn, it is cold. Like, and it was like in the wee hours, it was probably like two or three in the morning. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, you don't, you know, some, some places it's great when you can see all the people around you, but there, like I didn't have anyone around me and I was just going, um, and, uh, for whatever reason, like I just, I, uh. I don't know. I was like, I'd, I'd switch gear and stuff in the transition area, but I had everything pretty, pretty well set at that point. So right. anyway, I, I just remember going through that lap specifically because it got, it may have been in the teens at that point. And the wind, when we started, it was like vicious. Um, like I remember the day we actually ran in a Reykjavik, they said that, you know, they had closed down parts of, uh, parts of, uh, of the island because they had like 
hurricane force winds up in like up to like 116 miles an hour. I'm like, oh my god, we were out Holy crap. walking around like it wasn't like that, like right where we were in Reykjavik. It may have been like 50 mile an hour winds, but that's still that's like super. Yes, yeah, that's like, a lot of wind. That's whipping, man. Yeah, it yeah. was it was tough. So then you you know we got out there racing. Uh, it wasn't that bad. We started, but I do remember that you know that little like prelude through the little town before we went in, and uh, it was pretty windy then. Um, and when you get on top of the mountain, it's just like all that wind blasting you in the face. I was like, oh man, this is. This is something else. Um, but anyway, like after that, it kind of died down. I don't remember the wind and the cold really being much of a factor until, um, like I said, like early, early morning when it was like, you know, in the teens and the wind just whipped up really bad again. And uh, what happened to me was um, I was carrying, uh, I was wearing a pair of like Gorilla Grip gloves and I had a pair of like winter ski gloves um, over top of them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when I get to the grip, the gorilla grips helped on, on a lot of things, but, um, when I was doing, you know, like uh, twister or Olympus or, um, just anything that requires a lot of grip strength. Like I, I wasn't wearing any, I, I'd take the gloves off entirely. Um, mm, but your hands and got cold uh, fast. that that's what happened. So Olympus, um, I was just so stoked about this too, because I, I don't know why I had, I just Olympus had had, had, uh, had just been a pain in my side this whole year. And <laughs> I, Mine too. I was, I do. Well, I finally, I nailed it, man. I went, I did the uh, obstacle specialist training uh, earlier this year and started working on uh, um, my SGX coaching certifications. It has gained a lot of great knowledge from, uh, you know, a lot of the best. And I remember, um, you know, Ryan, my, my coach, the obstacle specialist training, like actually showing, I'm like, I had, I still had his voice in my head when I was doing it. I'm like, man, I got this. I went out there and um, every lap but one. So oh, wow. I, and I was just, I was flying through, dude, but, but, but I, I know everyone has their own way of doing it and people are like, Oh, you have to use whatever, use the holes one hand or another, whatever. For me, it just using the chains is, is what I like to do just because it, I got, you know, I got these long monkey arms and legs and <laughs> it just it help. It helps me. I can you know grab the chains and just kind of sink back and just get a much greater like squat depth and really yeah. sink in. Um, and then just just fly across. So I did that um, every lap without fail. And then uh, that lap, uh, I was going through, and just with the wind and the cold, and you know having my bare hands on it, like uh, my hands were freezing. And uh, that's the one where I, 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 I felt I couldn't feel my hands. I got like towards the end, and I'm like, oh damn, I can't. This isn't good. Like my hands aren't working. And I got off, and I just you know started trying to like blow my hands and warm them up. And uh, thank God I had these little um, you know those little uh, just the, the, I can't, the, the little the things you can get like in any convenience store, the little just hand warmer oh, things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah your hot hands or whatever. Them. Yeah, the hot <laughs> hands. Thank you. That's, yeah. So I had I had some of those in my pack, and uh, um, there was this little spot uh, with some buildings and things. Kind of, you went up to the uh, um, Tyrellian Traverse, and uh, before I went up there, I'm like, I can't even, and that's another one that's like super easy for me, but I'm like, Freezing cold. Okay. Probably not I, I can't. Easy. I can't feel my hands right now. If <laughs> I can't use my hands, this is not going to go well. So I literally, I sat down in between the buildings and was like hiding. There was like a you know a trash can looking thing there, and I was like just <laughs> sitting behind that. Like I busted open my little hot hands and was sitting there rubbing them on my hands, trying to get some, you know, trying to get the you know just blood flowing again and get oh, my hands man. warmed up. And uh, I did, and it was you know I got through that fine. But I remember like when I started running off again from there, I was like, woo. Even when I put my gloves back on, like I still, you know, my hands felt like ice blocks. And uh, it wasn't until, I don't know, at some point it just, it, the wind kind of died down a bit. But that was the only time where I was really like, oh man, this is, this is going to be something else to have gone 
however, whatever, 30 to 40 or whatever, how many miles it was at that point. And I'm like, I'm about to get, you know, a big fat DNF because I, I can't feel my hands. And if I get pulled for hypothermia, this is going to be the dumbest end to a race ever. <laughs> so thankfully, you know, that didn't happen. But uh, um, that was, you know, that was a little, uh, you know, a little scary when it did happen. So were, were you able to stay on the course for the full 24 hours or did you? Yeah, through? man. Yeah. I, I, uh, well, the, the one thing, um, I mean, the, just the, I, I really hope they, they kind of change the rules uh, if they do it nicely and get an extra. Really, wherever they do it, I don't care. I, I, I still – I'm coming back from that event. Like, I went there to test myself. I went there to give 100% and just to just do the absolute best job I could. And I wanted – I went to go and just test my body and mind and really see what I'm capable of in 24 hours. Right. So the rule that we had in place of – Hey, if you want to be a 24-hour finisher, you got to finish between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. Right. Um, and if you're on the course after 12 p.m., you get disqualified. That's that kind of a dumb is rule. Honestly, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah. no, no other race series do that. Like, I know Tough Mudder, in fact, yeah. actually allows you to be on the course for like another hour and a half or so. Yeah, so after for me, the, um, and, and they had. They've got the infrastructure in place. They've got the resources there to do that. They had, you know, timing chips. They had mats all over the course. So you could easily, like, if someone took off for that last lap and maybe they made seven-eighths of a lap, you could simply just look and see where their last timing chip was or, like, they crossed Twister at this time. And, okay, now the race stopped at, at you know, at, uh, at noon. Just take their time and take the distance of – you know, from the start line to that obstacle and add it on rather than just DQ people. Because what you end up having is, uh, you know, like what happened to me, I was, I, I remember talking to uh, my buddy Tim in the transition area. We were, uh, he, had, he was so cool. He had set up this thing for a lot of folks, you know, like me, I was, I was there. So I had friends, but you know, they were, you know, it was husband and wife. They were, you know, in, in a different area too. And I, so I didn't really see them. I, I was just, you know, just me. Um, I made a lot of new friends there, and uh, this fellow Tim had, uh, you know, a lot of folks had connected through uh, the Facebook Ultra Group, and um, you know, set up this thing. Uh, he called it the the Island of Misfit Toys. So uh, <laughs> I started laughing when I saw that. I said, "I'm sitting next to you guys just because this the transition area is such a cluster, and like trying to find your stuff and that explosion of people and just it stuff like everywhere." I was like, "Oh, cool! I can find this this sign that says Island of Misfit Toys," and you know, we just all had shared resources like everyone put in their you know gels and jerky and coconut water and you know people had christmas cookies and all the stuff we had all that in there and uh i remember tim and i remember um another fellow named joe higgins actually got second in his age group and he and i were like running neck and neck uh, a good part of the race and uh i was just so proud of him when i found out he got second because he, he was able to push and get that extra lap that uh that i wanted to get yeah. um but uh anyway tim and i were kind of I think running around the same pace too. Cause I remember we, in, in my head, I was like, all right, already doing the calculations. Like I started like first lap, I was flying. I felt like, man, not anywhere close to, you know, like Ryan Atkins or John Alvin or anything, but right. me, I felt pretty good. I think I did it. Like first lap was like, um, you know, two and a half to you know, like two hours and 40, some, something, something like that. It was under three hours. So like right. two, in fact, I was thinking like, if I could do every lap in like two and a half hours, like this is going to be a really, really awesome day. So, Anyway, from there, you know, was uh, you know, body just kind of broke down. It went from like two and a half to three hour laps to three and a half to, uh, I think after midnight it got like I did a lap. It was like four hours and some change, and I'm like, oh god, wow. like uh, actually no, that was the one just before midnight. So I remember, you know, I was like, oh man, that was 
that was rough. That's like, a long six um, miles. Yeah. yeah, man. That's yeah, yeah. It was uh, so trying to just trying to calculate that in my head was like, wait a minute. If I'm running about like a, a four hour lap right now, if I go back out right now, I could maybe do whatever six or seven, and you know, but I might end. If I figured, I calculated if I did six, I would have ended. Uh, I think uh, just before that nine a.m. time, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I want to get the twenty four hour finisher. And I also don't want to risk getting disqualified, you know. Right. So uh, I ended up um, in my head. I was like, I remember doing the calculation, and thinking if I got back in the transition area at, at two a.m., I was going to go immediately back out um, and knock out another two laps. But uh, I didn't get back in until like three, and I was like, oh man, if I go back out right now, um, I, I know I can obviously you know do one more lap, but trying right. to do you know two, given that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm tired. My body's breaking down. At that point, I'd gone, you know, first couple of laps, I flew through, uh, had my, you know, had some perfect laps in there and, uh, was just feeling great. And then at that point, you know, around like lap four or five, things start, like I said, my hands start turning into frozen ice blocks and I start falling off things yeah, and, that's no good. you know, getting delirious on the side of a mountain. I'm like, Oh God, I don't, I don't know that I can, how much more I got left. So anyway, I made the decision then, um, at three, I was like, well, if I go back out, I'm not going to get the 24 hour finish. And I, I, I don't know if I can do two laps. So instead of, of really competing the full 24 hours, I ended up like stuck in kind of like a holding pattern in the transition area. I saw That's numerous smart, other right? athletes in there doing the same thing, just kind of basically sitting around from like three to five. Um, it was cool just getting to know everybody then, but you right. know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go there to, um, right. to sit and do that. Like I, there's time for fellowship and fun and all that stuff before and after the race. And in the middle, you know, in the heat of battle, like I'm, I'm not there for that. So I was really, I was, you know, having fun and chatting and all those things, but inside I was absolutely furious that, oh, I'm sure. um, that that was going down. So I, you know, I went back out with a big group of folks at like five and, uh, you know, finished my last lap, uh, um, they know, probably should have made that rule to where if you didn't finish by 12 or whatever the finish time was that you didn't get a DNF. It's just yeah. that last lap doesn't count. I mean, yeah, I'd be, I'd be that's fine with fair. That that's it. That's totally cool. Like if I had gone out for, you know, whatever it was, lap six or seven and you know, if you don't, don't get it, just take it away. That's fine. But yeah. to get a D to get a DNF after that's, you put in that's extreme. All just blood, sweat and tears and hard work to get there to, that's just that's foolish. So it's almost like that, they made it that way, so nobody would try to be out there after twelve. You know, no no chances yeah. on it, so they could close up shop quick. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts, man. It's either being driven by the venue itself, or um, I just I, I can't I really can't rationalize like another reason for that. Like other than if they had made a if there was contract signed and commitments made and said. Yeah, we're renting this venue from this time to this time, and um, that's it. And we have to be out at, at a certain time. Maybe there was, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I, I still don't really get it. But uh, so anyway, I come home from from that event, you know, scratching my head. And I, it would, would really, really got it. You know, it's just when I got back here, man, it was like just still just just flying high from that whole experience. But actually, I had some friends in Richmond that were tracking me. Um, and they told me when they came up to visit, uh, we went to a Ravens game the other weekend and they told me like, they're basically like, dude, what happened? Like you were, you were doing so awesome. Like you were, we were tracking you and you were like first in your age group for a bit. And then you just fell off and had a bad lap. And then it's like, you stopped. And I'm like, Oh my God, uh. I can't believe that hearing that. Like I, I had the, I remember like, 
you know, in any race like that, and you're going for 24 hours, you got those, you know, tremendous highs and, and, and lows, of course. And I remember being at my highest and feeling like, yeah, like when everything is going right, and I'm right. nailing perfect laps, having that like, hey, man, I can win this thing. I can be a, you know, I wasn't running elite, but I was, you know, running age group. Like right. the idea of being a Spartan age group ultra world champion, like that would be I cool. Was, I was, yeah, man, I was, and that's what I was chasing. I was getting after it. And, uh, you know, and as as the night went on, you know, obviously that didn't uh, play out that way. But then hearing from friends though that were tracking and saying like, "Hey, yeah, you were. It wasn't all in your head. You were yeah. doing really, really well." And uh, you know, then you kind of pulled back. So I don't, uh, I don't pull back in anything, man. And that's that's why I'm really, Heck yeah. you know, now I'm already like, I, I got to go back. I got to go. I'm I'm already ready to go back and throw down, man. I hear you. <laughs> How many miles did you end up getting? Uh, total. 6.6 press the let me see what it should says the mile update on uh i didn't i didn't get 50 um i think i ended up doing five laps or six um i should know this off the top of my head it was uh, i know it was 6.6 was the total mileage and then there was a little prelude that was like 3.1 so right. 6.6 times five is 30 and some change plus the pre so I think I ended up doing like whatever that ends up being like thirty five or thirty six. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I really, I mean, I, I, I want fifty was was eight laps, and that's that's really uh, that's 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 my goal for next year if they go back to Iceland because that uh, I think it's 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 definitely that's attainable. That's achieved like some I know multiple athletes that that did do that. So uh, yeah, um, you know, I I just some more elevation training and more, you know, running a few more mountain courses and, uh, Old showers. Yeah. Yeah. More, definitely, <laughs> definitely more of that. And maybe freezing my hands before my runs, getting used to running with some blocks of ice. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Nope. Maybe if they do one in Hawaii, maybe I'll sign up for that one. Then. There you go. There we An go. Ultra, a 24 hour ultra in Hawaii. That would be amazing. I know, because I was like, man, I'm going to sign up for Tough Mudder. It's right here in my backyard in Atlanta. And I, I, they opened up that Ultra in South Carolina. And I was like, well, I'll go do that, save some money since I already got the pass. Yeah. And boy, was I glad I didn't sign up for Tough Mudder. I saw how cold it was there, and I was like, oh. nope. Oh, man. Man, I couldn't imagine. And I mean, they, and these people that were serious into it, they had like two and three different wetsuits they were changing in and out of. I was like, man, that just sounds like, I mean, I'm sure it was fun in the moment, you know, in the suffer, but not doing it and thinking about doing it, it sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember early on um, watching, like I told you, I mean, I started with Tough Mudder, like, 2012, I think was the first one I did. I remember when they first came out with that and looking and be like, "Oh my God, world's toughest mother That is so mm, cool. Yeah. I remember like watching the guys doing it though and being like, "Uh, whoa, like yeah." Uh, when it's out in Vegas, that's one thing, but uh, you know, still any any anything you do, and uh, I think they had that in New Jersey uh, one year too. But like anything. Any race you do in December um, is, is, you know, is going to be cold somewhere. And see, so that's, that's what uh, was so crazy, man, because literally, you know, that was like the coldest, the coldest weekend so far that we've had in Georgia, probably. Oh, boy. Like, man, it was 70 degrees, like, last weekend. It's 70 degrees here today, you know. Huh. 
in January, you know, right here. I was wearing shorts all through Christmas, dude. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, I, and every time I, I'll go outside, I'm like, man, it's warm today. I was like, man, it sure did suck. That weather was cold for WTM. <laughs> I'm like, here it is today. It's 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, oh, man, that's just the luck. That's a good you know? old Southern living for you, man. <laughs> yeah. But and, and when you think about it, because last year, you know, we went to Florida, December the 8th or somewhere around there. And I was thinking, man, it'll be good in the season. It'll be a warm race. Nope, Spartan come to town. It was like one of the coldest weekends in Florida. It was like 30 degrees for the Sunday race. The Saturday race was okay, but the Sunday race, it was like 30 degrees. I was wearing thermal compression, man. I was like, this just ain't right in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool, man. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. And just you know, be prepared for everything. That's that's it. I've got uh, the old Eagle Scout motto still in me. Be prepared. Always so be prepared. I, that's that's right. it, brother. That's it. I, I don't care what's. I'm with you. I'd much rather it be warmer. I'd much rather we could run every race in Hawaii or somewhere like that. Oh but, man, uh, I know. It's fun, like for real. Like you know, I, I don't like the cold either, and I was part of like going ice, and I'm like, oh, people are like, are you nuts? Like, dude, you don't you don't like being cold? Like, I know, and I'm, um, you know, don't uh, don't don't really carry a lot of body fat around so i'm not real well insulated i know you don't you know it's there's one thing like you know to it, it, i like snow is fun to look at but when i'm indoors and it's nice and warm i got a fireplace like i don't i'm not used to being out there running in a long time oh, so that no. was uh oh, no. it was you know something new something different and uh you know but it uh god it was so so incredibly beautiful up there and uh um, like I said, I mean, you got the, if you got the right gear, like, I can't remember right. the names of it, but like I had, you know, these really, really great, like waterproof socks on and, uh, uh, for shoes, I just did like a pair of, uh, just, you know, Solomon speed crosses and they, those things, man, they held up like champs. I didn't change shoes one time. Like, oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. They were, I felt like they were like, I mean, I was getting great traction. I was, you know, just bombing down hills in the snow. Like that's, that's a cool feeling too. When you get to experience that, just like, um, you know, I was purposely picking like the side of the like I'd, I'd go and find spots where people hadn't been just so I could because the snow was like it was it was pretty deep on, up on top of the mountain. So when you're coming down, um, there was this really cool stretch where you could just like just go bombs away. But uh, then it got into uh, um, actually the most difficult spot of the course. I mean, yeah, you heard all about the heavy carries and all that stuff, and mm. uh, I'm not you know not taking anything away from those. Those were certainly challenging, but the, the probably the, the scariest part and the most, yeah, you know, I'd say it's the, the most difficult obstacle of the thing was trying to get through these godforsaken woods. Like when you get down off that mountain, right. uh, cause they were so slick and it was, um, thankfully Spartan recognized that and actually went back through, I think after the first or second lap and started putting ropes up because people, people were getting hurt. Like people were really eating it like in the woods. Cause wow. it, it looked like, you know, you're thinking like, Oh, I'm, I'm coming down off the mountain. Um, you know, it's not snowy, but there was, it was still 20 some degrees and there was black ice like everywhere oh, in, in these woods. And it was like this kind of, I'm not going to, it was like almost just going like straight down. So it was, it was be pretty easy just to slip and, you know, just slide and smash yourself into a tree. And, yeah. uh, there was no, like really no stopping there. So, I mean, that's, I, I did actually a few, a few times I remember falling like right in there, but thankfully I had, you know, a rope or a tree or you know, people, but I, I saw some people that, uh, you know, were literally like, um, I remember seeing a couple of girls there that just got, they were scared to death to do that in the middle of the night. And it's uh, no, no, not taking them away from them. They were just, you know, they'd had it at that point. And, uh, I was trying to help and encourage them to do that. Like, Hey, you know, you've been here, you've done this, you can do this. You, you did it earlier today. 
it's the same the same course the same stuff like it's just a little colder and it's okay like i'm here i'll help you and that and they were you know just really 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 i mean they were in tears like oh, wow. for real just like sitting like i can't do this right now this is too slick this is too this is too much and uh i, I don't want to fall again and i'm like oh man you know and there were there were spots like that coming down that mountain the whole time and that some of it was like you'd see people that are used to it you just grab a rope and kind of like almost like rappel down the mountain but uh Others would, uh, you know, I saw some more bold and adventurous folks than me were just kind of skipping the rope and just kind of, you know, either sliding on their butt or just kind of scampering down the side. And I'm like, woof, man. Um, I slid down once or twice, but it wasn't the smartest thing. I did rip a nice big hole in my pants doing that. Ooh, and, that's uh, not good. Um, one of the, I still don't know which, it was one of the one of the top female elites. I know I, I, we crossed paths in one of the later laps, and I I. At that point, I had slipped and fallen so much. I was like, "Man, I, I'm, I ain't doing that." So I like I sat and was sliding, and uh, she uh, she chastised me a bit for that, and because uh, it was like, "Hey, like that, that's that's not the way to do it. Like you're making it slicker for everyone else." And I said, "Look, you know, I'm I'm sorry. That's not my intent. Like I'm just trying to not you know fall and die. You know, slide off this mountain. And this is the right. safest way for me to get down right now." So. Uh, well, and no, you got I, to think I, too. You know, this is a long race. It, it's not a sprint, so. It, if you if you, like let's say you fall down once every lap, that's going to start adding up, you know, and it's yeah. it's going to hurt your performance, you know, and especially if you like twist an ankle or something or fall on your rib or something like that, it's going to yeah. slow you down. So when you're thinking, you have to think a little bit more, you know, precautiously when you're running a long race like this because you've got to be able to withstand the full time of the race. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a much much different strategy than like you said approaching a sprint or something else where you might be out there just for you know an hour or two yeah. you know this is all about um your ability to uh just withstand all that and just s- sustain is the word and be yeah. able to just like maintain that all the way through so like protecting uh yourself and and you know uh, like i said i mean just trying to make sure everyone else there too is is you know um able to get through that so uh um, there were some really cool moments like that on the course. I remember like that one there, I mean, just uh, seeing, seeing other athletes helping and stopping and encouraging others. And, uh, I definitely remember, um, I remember the second sandbag carry, the one that everyone's been, uh, you know, been jawing about since we got home of how hard that was and the mud and the water right. and rocks and all that. And it was every bit of that, man. It was, uh, um, like, man, it was, that was just, that was just, misery in some spots <laughs> but uh, uh i remember coming through there um you know, there's one of those early morning laps and I, I i came across uh um a woman who I, I thought she had fallen and hurt herself and she was actually laid down like almost like face down there um you know and it was like, like i said you could see that just the rocks and mud going straight up and it was kind of cool like seeing this little like kind of waterfall but just you know stuff kind of trickling down there and it was it was really pretty but Right. Um, anyway, I mean, I saw her and I, I thought she was hurt. So actually I came up and I just put my hands and I said, Hey, are you okay? And, uh, you know, she looked up and I had my you know, headlamp on. She looked up at me and said, Oh, I'm just praying. And I said, Oh my God, <laughs> I, 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 wow. I looked at her and, uh, you know, I, I smiled and, uh, um, you know, just said, uh, you know, my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and, um, and glory in Christ Jesus. So like straight, straight out of the book of Philippians, I'd read that my devotional that morning and she that gave her, she like, she smiled so big. It was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just said, come on, girl, you got this. Like, he will get you through. I promise you. Like, you didn't come this far to 
you left here on the side of a mountain and uh, it was just so cool like seeing her you know resurrection so to speak and like actually getting back up picking the bag up and charging back up that hill man and uh, she made it so uh you know it wasn't the fastest thing in the world but she did so if she's if she's listening out there uh congratulations Uh, it was just a pleasure meeting you out there and uh i i I hope uh you're happy with your result and i hope to see you out on another race soon because uh that was you know really cool just to share that moment with you out there so thank you for that I always try to make a habit to pray, you know, I, I, I try to pray every day, but I also try to pray before a race, you know. Yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pray to not get injured. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm always that's, scared that's... you're going to twist an ankle or break an ankle, you know. Yeah, man, you never know with that stuff. And it's, uh, and, and those moments, like being out there, there were so many just cool moments out how nice and like that i said just but just running around and all the you know um it's and that that's i find that helps me like my mental performance more than anything like instead of looking at me like oh my god this is you know scary and it's dangerous and i can't see and i'm tired and i'm whatever that's when you start thinking like that you've already lost like right. instead of thinking like that run along thinking whoa like thank you god for this amazing for experience the ability to be thank here. you that's right thank you that i am so healthy that i got you know the air in my lungs to do this and i've got a body capable of doing something this incredible and just thank you for this beautiful amazing country and this opportunity to just just be here and uh just just enjoying every moment of it and drinking in uh every last little bit of it man it was uh it was surreal so i remember you know having those moments uh, a lot more often throughout the race and uh, when my mindset was like that was when I was flying high and breezing through laps and uh my you know it's hard when your hands are freezing that, that yeah. I didn't I wasn't thinking like that then I'm like oh I'm just trying to that that just that you turn into preservation mode of like okay I, whatever I can do to not get hypothermia and get you know get lifted out of this course like just you know protecting yourself and you know protecting uh others out in the course with you like you said uh you know um, certainly praying for all of them as well and trying to, you know, just for the health and strength and safety and, and security for all the athletes, for all the volunteers and for all the, all the staff, everyone that was out there. Cause Spartan did such an awesome job, man. Like I said, I mean, I've been doing this stuff for, for a good, good while now. And I, I can honestly say that was like the best run event I have been to. Like the volunteers were just on point uh, for everything and, uh, and the staff too, like just from the, from the get-go, like from the little, like the pre-race thing we did at uh, the Harpa, um, I mean, that, that was, it was, it was, uh, and I was, it was just so greatly appreciated by me and everybody involved because it was, you know, it was, it was nice to, like I said, other than the, the, the rule thing, like we already talked through that, but uh, aside from that, I mean, just you yeah. know, kudos to Spartan for just such a, such an incredible job um, at that event. And uh, yeah, it looked, it looked, um, it looked, it looked cool, cold, but cool. It looked, yeah, pretty yeah. Well, Will, yeah. man, um, we're getting close on time, and but I always like to ask people these two questions. And uh, what has been your your favorite race to date, and why? Mm, favorite race to date. Um. Yeah, this isn't really hard for me. I mean, I just kind of talked you all through it, like Iceland, Iceland man, by far. Hundred percent, man. Just uh, the you know the feeling of accomplishment of of being able to just you know persevere and and uh, in the midst of those conditions and like I said, all the just incredible people I met along the way and 
um, you know, that's still, that's my farthest race to date. And, uh, you know, getting, uh, there was no sweeter feeling, man, and getting, getting that buckle and getting that 24 hour medal. And, uh, actually when I finished the race too, it was, it was cool. The race director and, uh, Alyssa Hawley of all people, uh, was right there at the finish line. Oh, cool. And, uh, I, I, I look up to her and really think a lot of her. So, uh, it was just cool. Like, uh, you know, I think I you know, chatted with her once or twice. We chatted there just for a second, but, uh, I got a high five from her. It was like, hey, like, yeah, because I did well. I think she came out and did oh, the sprint. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was just like, that was a really cool moment for me, uh, just to kind of wrap up the race that way. And, uh, um, yeah, just some words of encouragement from her and high fives and uh, getting my medal and my buckle and, uh, you know, scooting on out of there. Uh, but, uh, like I said, and just that feeling of, you know, when the sun came up, that is just such a, just such a cool feeling, like after being out there. Uh, just, just giving it your all for, for so long. And, uh, you know, we didn't have but four hours of daylight to begin with. So it's like, you know, you go through all those mental gymnastics throughout that period. And, uh, you know, when the sun starts coming up, it's like, Hey, like, yeah, I, I did this. Like, Oh my God, like this is, we're almost done. Like the finish line's in sight. Like just, just push a little more, just a little more. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I've, I've yet to experience anything like that and I don't know that I ever will. So, uh, uh, I hope to. I mean, I, I'd, I'd certainly, like I said, if they go back to Iceland, uh, you know, I got some unfinished business there. I got, uh, hopefully they'll change the rules, and I want to go back for that 50-mile patch at least. Um, I hear you. But, uh, oh, were they giving out 50-mile yeah. patches? Yeah, I think they did a 50 and a, I think they had a 50, a 75, and a 100, if I'm not mistaken. But obviously, you know. Nobody got the 100 one. I don't, I don't know that a 100 is, is is Doable. achievable at all like i know obviously john alvin and ryan atkins two just world-class incredible amazing athletes like for them to to go and i think atkins ended up putting you know around around 90 i can't remember his exact number off the top of my head but it was like 84 close. or 85 yeah. or something like that yeah. if i remember he, right he, he got close he got close but still like the i think the, the world record just for running take away all the obstacles take away all of the you know, take away the mountains and Iceland and the weather and everything. The, the world, yeah, all the heavy carries. The world record just for running for 24 hours is, I think, 184 miles. So if we look at this race and then say, all right, you've got, I don't remember the elevation gain per lap, but 6.6 mile loops plus, you know, if you break down the map on the heavy carries, if you're figuring, you know, there was not one, not two, but three of them per lap. So whatever, at least. You know, even if you're, you know, one of the best, like that's still probably like eight to 10 minutes, if not more worth of, of carries, uh, given the, the distance of them and given the, uh, the terrain. So eight to 10 minutes of heavy carries every lap. And yeah, you got to do whatever it worked out to be. Like, uh, like I said, I think they did eight laps was 50 or yeah, eight laps would have, would have been the 50 miles. So yeah, I think you had to do 16 for a hundred like So 16 laps times 10 minutes of heavy carries a piece. That's already we're looking at two and a half hours of just heavy carries. Yeah. Um, and then you got to do all the other obstacles too. Like I just, I don't know that that is a, um, that's an attainable uh, goal to, to put out there. So hopefully they revisit that and maybe, uh, you know, so Atkins almost got 90. So maybe, maybe that's the mark. I don't know, but um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, what they decide for next year. But uh, um yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. It was just really just neat to be a part of that experience and see. I, I love seeing, uh, you know, just people. I can't tell you people were asking me about the event like before, and uh, just seeing the, the great coverage that it brought to um, the sport of OCR. Just with you know Alvin making that million dollar run, like I had yeah. so many people reaching out and just asking like, hey, like 
did you hear about this guy? And what is this Spartan Triple Crown thing? And is this yeah. guy going to win? Do you think he can get the million? And and all that people that know nothing about uh, OCR or, or any of that stuff. Like that was a lot parents, of publicity and, for Spartan. Yeah, right there, and sure. I think it was it was great. So uh, um, I'm still, you know, kind of miffed that uh, that he. I really thought he was going to do it. I was one of those like, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he can. And I was just I was shocked um, that he. You know, I, I understand the thought process. I mean, I kind of listened to some of the recap afterwards, but uh, yeah, I remember when I, I was I was in the burping pit um, after I can't remember what lap, but it was it was somewhere earlier. I mean, it was probably around like ten ten thirty at night. I was finishing a lap. You know, they did the punch cards, and you have to do your burpees before. Uh, you know, hopefully you're not doing any burpees. I said that was that felt good to to just fly past that guy like no burpees, perfect lap. Look at me. And, Heck yeah. Those 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 were great laps, but then the other, you know, as it wore on, it's like, oh, I, I had one lap where I, I think I had to do like, I don't know, it was either I think it was ninety or possibly, yeah, I think it was it was ninety. Was, ninety burpees uh, is a lot of burpees to do at one yeah, time. I was not not real happy with it, but <laughs> uh, I've, I've 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 done that. So I've, I had I had uh, actually. I draw back to this because uh, I remember um, I had a couple. Uh, like I said, the, uh, I had a couple eleven-year-old soccer players that I trained for a while, and they were so fun and just balls of energy. And we used to make friendly bets on uh, on fitness-related stuff. And I remember them one year we had uh, I think it was just like a Super Bowl or something like that. And we'd, I, I, I told their parents about us. So I'm not encouraging you know gambling or any of that, of course. But you know, I, <laughs> I just want to spark some you know some friendly competition and some more you know healthy uh you know just just to get them more physically active so we we would wager stuff like you know more push-ups or more burpees or like uh you know 20 wind sprints or because they they they'd love it and they do it all and i just work it in the training sessions with them but anyway whatever the what I, I i remember losing a few bets in a row and i ended up at some point having to do 300 burpees uh for these kids and they thought it was the funniest thing and i was like all right whatever so uh, they brought like their whole soccer team out. And I remember them like watching me do all three hundred, and I we videotaped it and timed it and all. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I know it's no, it you know, I was smiling through most of that, but that was more for like, all right, if these kids are watching and they look up to me and I'm coaching them, and I got all the other kids in their team, like I got to do this. But you know, three hundred burpees when you're fresh and when you're having fun and when it's warm outside versus ninety burpees after you've already run. It's a lot you of know, 20, 20 miles or so and done 100 obstacles and it's the middle of the night and it's freezing cold. Yeah, that's no fun, That's a man. different story. Yeah. For sure. But, it, but anyway, I, I remember getting in the burpee pit and that's when I found out that Alvin had pulled out and I was like, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? And he just said, yeah, he just wasn't feeling it. But, you know, I guess if, you know, he knows himself, obviously he's a tremendous athlete and uh, he knows his body and, you know, if uh, he just wasn't feeling it and really wasn't, uh, you know, if your heart's not in it, take yourself out of it. So that's I think, right. I think, I think he did the right thing. Well, I mean, I, you you know how it, any race can, you know, start off good and then, you know, you'll have issues where you just run out of energy or you start cramping. So, I mean, you, every time I start a race, I don't go into it. I've never gone into a rush thinking I'm going to crush this race. I've never done that. I yeah. always go into a race very humble and I'll be like, um, if this is going to be a good race, or not, you know, I'm going to enjoy it either way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, of course, it's like, I'm going to finish this race if I do, you know, if my placement is good, that's a bonus, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the way I look at it, you know, I just I just enjoy doing the races. I mean, 
you can ask anybody that I race with, you know, if they miss like the, uh, you know, the open house the day before, I'll walk up to them while we're in the starting corral and I'll be like, all right, man, you want to watch out for this because, you know, the barbed wire is long, so you want to stay to the right, you know, I mean, I mean, even though they're my competitors, I, I don't want to do better than them because I knew something about the course that they didn't. I mean, that yeah. to me, that's unfair, you yeah. know, I mean... What do you think of those open houses, by the way? Do you, do you normally do those? I, I enjoy it just because yeah. it's a way to, uh, you know, it's just another way to hang out, you know. And, yeah, you can go and, you know, check out the obstacles beforehand, you know. You can yeah. check out all the Olympus walls and, you know, because if, if you look at the Olympus walls, you can see, well, this one's leaning over more to the left yeah. than that one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's all a leverage thing there and, I always go to the Hercules hoist and try to find some, yeah, at least three or four bags that are lighter. Because I guarantee you, there's always going to be one that's super heavy, or there'll be a a pulley that's really, you know, about half worn out. Yeah. And when we went to Florida on the open house, I don't know if they corrected it or not, but there was two ropes where they were actually twisted before they went through the pulley. (laughs) <laughs> where they put it up and I guess they just didn't catch it or whatever, yeah. you know, and it's nice to sink a couple of spears, you know, oh, yeah, before man. the race for sure. Huge, huge, huge boost to your confidence levels. I'm with you, man. I remember, you know, that getting me for so long. And uh, I remember, I think at West Virginia, just standing there until I nailed like 10 of those suckers in a row. And I'm like, all right, now I'm good. Um, yeah. Those but, things uh, wore out before the end of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was that was sad. They turned into just little piles of hay on the ground. But yeah, they did. I tell you, man, it's it's. I'm, I got to be smarter about that, and I'm going to do my best this year. Cause I'm with you. I love going. I, I, part of me, I just you know the camaraderie and the fellowship and meeting yeah. new people, all that, and getting to go practice and see all the obstacles, and certainly gaining a competitive advantage from finding you know little places where, like you said, if you find like the you know the bag that might be a little lighter on the hurt coist, or if you find the one that's you know the good rope with more knots or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, but I, I, I found, uh, I can, I can laugh at myself now looking back at this past season, but I wanted to, uh, uh, I, I just, I did this at several races now. So friends that travel with me laugh like, Hey, like we we're, I said, listen for real, like y'all bring a taser, bring a host, something, just spray me down or shock me, get me off the obstacles the night before. Cause I, I can't afford to do this again, but oh yeah, uh, like I won't go, happen, I'm not going to go I, and I wreck myself, myself up, on an open oh, house. No way. I, I don't mean to like, I, for real, yeah. like I was. West Virginia, I was having a blast. Uh, I remember uh, I met Rhea Coble and her husband for the first time, just having a great conversation, and went off from there. I was like, I'm going to go practice one more time, and went over to go do that monkey twister monkey thing, yeah. and uh, just ripped my hand wide open. Yeah. And I was so mad, and my performance suffered from that. But the, what worse than that one, though, was the, the DC Spartan Sprint. Like, that was my, I'd circled that on my calendar. That's a race I know. I've been there, I've done it, you know, like I said four times now and like that for me you know um strategy wise for the year i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna qualify for uh you know i, I, was, I was using that as my race like going for um you know just going for a top 10 and right. i went there and i did the um uh, the obstacle specialist training let me wrong it's a it's one of the best things i've done and I, I i highly encourage anyone listening if you're on the fence about that like do it like for real it is I learned so much through that course. I would like and, to do one. I, I, it looks oh, like man. a good time. It looks like fun. Yeah. And that, it's, it's fun, too. It's Like I said, it's a great way to, to, to meet some new people. And, 
Um, you know, I did some great networking through that, but for me, it was, you know, obviously practicing and learning. Like I finally, I got the obstacles that, um, you know, that were really, you know, kind of getting me there and it's, it's the same ones. So it was just really like practicing a bit more, like I said, on Olympus and, uh, uh, twister kind of depends on the length. If it's one or two links, I'm usually fine, but like, I think they had three links in, uh, Jersey and that kind of killed me. But anyway, practicing all those things, I did all the obstacles all day on Friday. And, uh, I remember, um, I, I can't remember. I, I had, I had gloves there too. I have like fit four gloves, um, and other ones that I, you know, will wear, but this, like the little fingerless ones, I love those. They're so great for protecting like, your I, calluses. I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't wear them the whole race, but I'll keep them, you know, like for, for certain, like for the Hercules, it's great having that. Like, and yeah, protecting mm-hmm. from jumping even over walls and stuff. But, uh, Oh, yeah. Anyway, I was not wearing them, and I went over and was playing around, uh, I think, on the rope climb, or Hercules, one of the two, and just shredded my hand, slotted oh, down the rope. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, like I said, after after doing all the obstacles all day, uh, before the before the sprint, when, which I was planning, you know, to just, you know, go out there and, and just let it fly, I woke up that Saturday morning at my campsite, and I'm like, oh, my God, my lats were fried. Um, <laughs> my hands my hands were destroyed. Like, I, I took pictures and sent them to my friends. like, what did you do? I'm like, I'm an, I'm an idiot. I, uh, but I am a certified this and that now, and I had a great time. But I, you know, I put, you know, so I put the gloves on the next day, and I did the best I could. But, uh, um, you know, there were certain obstacles that I, I, you know, I don't normally miss much, but I'm sure, like, I just, I know, I remember then, like I was, I didn't even try the rope climb. I'm like, I, I can't, my, like my hands were, I, was, I started bleeding again. Or I could see blood like Ooh. pouring down my hand during the race. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, get over here. I'm just going to go do some burpees because this is uh, foolish. So oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't place anywhere close to uh, as well as I could have done for silly things like that. So that's my lesson going into 2019 is, uh, <laughs> you know, don't be stupid at the open house and don't, uh, I know it's exciting and it's fun and all those things, but don't uh, don't play too much in the obstacles. Oh yeah, I tell I everybody and, if you want to practice twister, that's fine, but use the black grips if you're going to pl- practice it. And everybody says, yeah. "Well, it's harder because they spin," and I was like, "Well, if it's harder, it'll make you better at it." You know, yeah. uh, go for the bare metal on race day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to tear your calluses, don't tear them before the race. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's it, man. That's it. So we'll save it for, ga- save it for game day, folks. That's save right. It save day. it for game day. Save it for the race. <laughs> so yeah. we'll. You've told me what your favorite race was. So tell me what race was either your worst race or the race you hated the most and why. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I can't say I've ever hated a race. I mean, I've loved them all. I've learned and grown through like each and every experience. Right. Um, so I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use hate. I will say, um, you know, New Jersey was by far the, uh, the one that I have performed the worst at and the one that I am, you know, um, I'm, I'm rather upset with my performance there. And, uh, um, you know, just like I described earlier, that whole thing of, uh, you know, I mean, I know, I mean, I've been doing this stuff for years, so I know, you know, proper nutrition strategy and hydration strategy and supplementation. And I, I was, I, I was prepared for the event. I thought to the best of my ability. So to go out there and, um, you know, to fall early on and, uh, to let that kind of get me down of like, wow, I really busted my knee up. I'm really hurting and I'm bleeding and, you know, uh, you know, then getting sick. 
Um, that just, you know, kind of hurt, hurt me mentally more than anything. And I've never been in that spot where I'm like, Oh, now I'm that guy on the side of the trail throwing up. Like that yeah. really sucks. Yeah. And, um, I've seen you know, a bunch so, too. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like being that guy. And I, and I heard actually after the race there, there, I saw some pictures floating around. There were some, uh, some bears out there. Of course. So oh, I'm like, yeah. man, this is a, this is so, like I said, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, pretty gnarly venue for that kind of stuff. But yeah, just with, all those things considered, you know, with like, like I said, my, my finish wasn't so good. And, uh, so I ran, like I, I went and ran the race with my buddy Eric. We both ran elite and we raced together. We trained together. We, you know, do, a, you know, he's just, he's an awesome guy, but, uh, and we typically are about the same pace. And that day, I mean, he, he smoked me. I mean, he came in, he finished it, you know, um, probably, I think it was like eight or nine hours, uh, which it was not, you know, and for, that was a good time. I think the, I think the winner was whatever, like six or six and a half. Oh that yeah, day. they so, were super fast, man. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that for me was that's why I was you know running. Uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll I'll go back and forth sometimes. Like if it's a short, shorter race, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm think I'm I'm settled in age group, but I was just gonna say because of that race and because my my finish wasn't anywhere close to his, uh, that's why I was still you know like all right, you know, I qualified for Iceland and you know, but I qualified for for age group and uh, you know I, I'm I'm not gonna you know. Um, I just said, all right, that's, that's it for me. So, uh, anyway, um, you know, getting caught up there on that course at the end too, it was, uh, you know, you remember, I'm sure you were, you were done by that, but you know, when the, the that crazy, uh, oh, yeah. storm came through and, uh, they pulled you know, everybody was, off the course, yep, man, I would have yep. hated for that to be the finish of my, uh, yep. ultra. That would have been bad. Yeah. And I was, I was like flying through like all of that. So I remember like, as that was going down, like, and them saying like, Hey, we're about to shut this thing down so me and a bunch of others that were just trying to finish that race and just bombing on down the mountain and uh um that that part and it was you know kind of scary but also super fun uh just to get through that oh it probably gave you a rush to finish i bet yeah yeah for sure man for sure but uh that's good you you got finished before they pulled you but i was you know just so so smashed up from that race like mentally and physically for a while and i've never felt that way after a race like after that i was like oh just you know, beaten down from that course was, was how I felt. So that's probably, uh, to date, that's, that's my, my least favorite experience. Yeah. I was pretty sore from that course too. We were going to run the beast the next day and we decided to opt out. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't imagine, man. I was, I was limping down the, you know, down the stairs of the hotel. I could barely, I think we had a, there was a, a hot tub in there and, uh, you know, we had, uh, some muscle relaxers or something. (laughs) After the race, that was it. I was like, just, oh, man, I'm, I'm not moving. Got some pizza and muscle relaxers and hot tub, and that was it. So the idea of getting up and, and doing a, a beast on that same course the next day, yeah. I would have said, nah, you can. Oh, it would have been, been, been a hike for sure, for sure. Yeah. We did the sprint yeah. after we did the Killington Ultra, and, man, I was super sore, but it, it felt good to move, you know, and move some of that soreness out, but it come right back the next day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. it was a fun lap, you know, we'll run with my girlfriend, and uh, that was, uh, you know, I think that was her first race in age group because she wanted okay. to get, get it done early, so me and my buddy Michael, we run kind of with her and kind of cheered her on, you know, so. Very cool. It was fun. We had a good time. Well, Will, man, I'm about all out of questions, man. Is there anything you want to add, dude? Hmm. What, uh, what's your first race for 2019, man? Where am I going to see you? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Nice. Nice. I'm, um, I, I'm, 
it's looking towards, I'm probably going to do Jacksonville, Alabama. I'm not going to make Charlotte. I'm probably going to go to the one that's in South Florida in Miami. I've never done that one before. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go to Lake Lanier and do that one in Atlanta. And um, uh, hoping to go to uh, Palmerton again. Yeah, man. I'm going to miss New Jersey this year. Uh, okay. I think it its ultra is already sold out, I think. Wow. For okay. age group, I think it is. I'm not sure about elite and open. I bought the age group pass this year, so I'm not going to run any elite this year. But uh, I'll probably do all the ones that are close by and hopefully qualify for West Virginia. There you go. They say, I've been reading through the thread in the age group and Spartan, you know, put a post out there that said, that said what the qualification called for. And they said, do you have any questions? Somebody asked a question that said, if I did top 10 in a race after Tahoe in 2018, like the, all the races after world championships and place oh, top yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. Yep. Does that qualify me for the West Virginia race? And Spartan responded, yes, it does. And we will be there sending out emails for it. So, Sweet. so if wow. that's the case, I've, I've qualified for West Virginia. But okay. here's my thing. I'm moving up to another age bracket. So uh, I, it might yeah. not. So I don't know how yeah, they're going to. Do That's all tricky. That. Well, to be to be safe, just go qualify again, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I don't know, man. These forty-year-old guys, man, they are running really fast, really yeah. fast. Yeah, I'm, I'm chasing. I'm not too far behind you, brother. I'll uh, I'll be up there in a couple of years. So, uh, um, you know, in thirty, you know, whatever, thirty-five to forty is is about the same. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think I'm I'm looking at. Uh, of all things, I think I just got a taste for running in the ice, and uh, I kind of, I think I'm going to start off with uh, Greek Peak. You know, Greek Peak, baby. That's what I'm looking at. I'm, uh, I just, I think it looks like a fun course, and it's, you know, not super far from me. And um, I haven't planned out too much past that. I am doing, uh, I know I'm doing the Nats Park Sprint just because I have, I, 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 stadium races are just fun. Um, and I've, I've never I've, done one. I've, oh man, it's cool. It's, it's a completely different experience. So I just kind of want to see. You know, if they've made any changes, like with the, I know they changed it from stadium to stadion series. And yeah. I don't think that really changed much in terms yeah, of Yeah, they just logistics changed the name pretty much. Pretty much. And it's changed got a name, yellow medal now. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, but I, um, it's it's uh, it's just a cool experience. And I, I did my first one there last year, and that was another one where I left kicking myself. Like, oh, man, yeah. if I had actually done one of these before, like there were some obstacles that I just – you know, which did some stupid things on because I had never done one, and I just feel like I could have placed a lot better. So uh, those are my first two. I am uh, looking – I'm doing Palmerton, too. Uh, Palmerton's sure. cool, I'm looking, man. I, that, last year was my first year going there, and I really enjoyed it. Even though the sprint got rained, rained out for Sunday, we did two laps of the Super on Saturday, and, man, it was fun. We had a good time yeah. there. That's awesome. Well, the rest for me, I'm excited. Killington is for real. I mean, I got that circled um, on my calendar. Uh, I have not Dude, signed totally up yet, man. but it's, uh, it's, that's the one down. It's the, rest I, the rest I got to just kind of wait and see. Like I told you, I mean, I'm pretty new to my role, so uh, and I travel a ton for work. So, I mean, I've been just before Iceland. I was in Austria for a couple of weeks, and oh, wow. uh, like month of January, I'm going like 
all over mostly it's mostly u.s stuff but i'm i'm, I'm just gonna kind of wait and see what my work schedule looks like and where i'm traveling and if i end up uh you know somewhere cool and maybe you know somewhere in europe and they have a race i might just stay stay over the weekend and pop in and uh you know, go and, and experience some of the international races too. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, that's cool, man. Well, shoot, Will, man. I hope I see you at one of these races coming up, man. I'm sure we will, brother. I'm sure. But well, thank you so much, Scott, for your time, man. I love your podcast. I love what you do, man. And uh, just keep up the great work, brother. Hey, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot, man. Well, hey, man. We'll talk to you later. And thanks for uh, doing the interview. Yes, sir. Sounds good, brother. Take care. All right. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Will again for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Will's a listener of the show, and he reached out to me and said he would like to do an interview. And I was more than happy to listen to his story. And I encourage anybody out there, you know, if you got a story to tell, hit me up, man. See if we can work something out. Um, I enjoy hearing from the listeners and meeting them at the races. Uh, I apologize if I, you know, if I forget your name or if I don't remember your name. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of better with faces, but not good with names. Uh, like I said, we'll be in Jacksonville, so come up to me and say what's up. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, leave a review. I'll read it. Uh, I didn't check to see if I had any new ones this week, but uh, if you would, re- leave a review, and I'll read it. And we'll see you at the next race. Peace out.